What's happening, everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of the Endless Celts podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John. I'm delighted to be joined tonight by uh, our regulars, William and Francis. How are you boys doing? Yeah, all good, I'm all good John. All good. Considering. Yep, considering. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. I just want to say, obviously, this is you probably all know, uh, this is recorded the night before it goes out, uh, and as today is the 50th birthday for a very special player in our history, Henrik Larson. Just wanted to give a wee shout out to to the king, uh, happy birthday, and all that carry on. I think it would be shocking if we didn't at least mention it once. Um, bye. Let's just get into it, boys. Yesterday, Livingston away. Uh, I don't. It's one of these things that you don't even know where to start, really. Um, but we'll just start with the result. Um, William, I'll come to you first. Um, losing one nothing away at Almondville. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, well. It's not much difference since we we seen a start. I seen a start yesterday. It was actually Franny that said to me that we've no one away to Levy since I think two thousand and six. It was so <laughs> there's not much shock to be Has honest. Has it really been that long? It was. Uh, it's Zarabsky. Zarabsky and that were playing at the time. Smoking the pubs and that. Smoking <laughs> the pubs when we could. That's how long it's been since we've won at the Almondville or the Tony Macaroni or Marina. You should say. I don't know. If um, that, like, that needs to be fact checked. But if that is true, that's. It is. Is it really? Uh, you mean, that, you mean there's lies it. on Twitter, John? You mean there's lies on Twitter? I checked it. I googled I it myself it. when I heard. Well, you get, so you did check <laughs> it. Aye, I checked, checked every it. season historically for the past five, it. six years. I checked the start of 11. <laughs> Dion Dublin and Zerabski were started up top. Oh, Jesus. Um, it was. Uh, it wasn't great, to be fair. Uh, I know we had a few players missing, but I don't think that can be an excuse. I don't think. Uh, the personnel missing was the reason we lost the game. Mm. Uh, it wasn't for lack of trying, to be fair. Obviously, we had possession as usual. But what's what's making frightening me a wee bit is the fact that, like, obviously, Andrew's got us playing this style, and it's it's been it's an unbelievable style, and we we all love watching it and stuff. But and it seems to me, it seems to me that it's maybe creeping in a wee bit with a, a, a similar to Lennon last year. I think. He, it was detrimental to him as when he never had a plan B, and I th- that's what I thought I was seeing yesterday watching that game. There was no plan B. We were we were getting it wide and getting crosses in the box, but ninety five percent of crosses were were headed away. I didn't find a, a Celtic jersey, um, and I thought the the one nice bit of player, the best chance we had was when it was played into yeah, his feet and he, he turned the boy and, and got a strike a nice strike away and the keeper made a good save. And I just thought, why are we not? And I, the last few games, I don't know about you guys, but I think yeah, he's done a good job of like back to goal, and he's he's really clever at like at pinning the defender. And and I'm not talking about just backing in. He, he kind of wraps his arms around the back and pins him in, and and he can swivel and turn like he did for the goal, eh, for the goal, for the for the opportunity that he had yesterday. And I just felt like that wasn't working going down the wings. Why are we not? trying to go through the middle with the likes of Rogic and stuff, playing it into yeah. him and, and, and running beyond. Why are we not trying stuff like that? So for me, that's a bit worrying that we that, that there wasn't a plan B. And I thought the same thing happened in the, the best match. Uh, obviously, we scored three goals and we looked great going forward there. Not so much at the back, but yeah, again, yeah. it's it's all it's all the same. It's all get this down the wing, get the ball in the box and, and see what we can do. And it was quite clearly wasn't working yesterday. So... And and we've banged on about it for weeks and weeks about how thin the squad is, and when it isn't happening, there's nothing on the bench there to, 
come on and, and, and change the game. I mean, we took Sean, uh, we took Stephen Welsh off for Beaton, and you're like, there's actually nothing else in the bench. What is he meant to do? So uh, disappointing. It's a tough place to go. It always is. There's been far better starting 11s lost there uh, than there was yesterday. Uh, disappointing. I thought like we dominated the game, as, as, as I said, but there wasn't very many uh, proper chances we had. I can't remember us testing the keeper other than what I think there was a header on target for a corner and a Yeti's turn and, and strike. And I honestly can't remember any more other than that. So it was not a great day at the office, to be honest with you. Nah, I mean, you're absolutely right, mate. And I just want to apologise as well when uh, because obviously with this recording, there seemed to be an issue with the audio dropped out there for about 30 seconds. Uh, so if that wasn't picked up, William, I apologise, mate. Uh, I think we caught the maste and the, the crux of what you were saying, though. Um, <laughs> but I mean, no, you're absolutely right. That uh, and, and coming to that point you made about Plan B, there was no Plan B. Uh, and like you said, uh, you, do, you you it's it's one thing dominating possession and getting the creating the, the bulk of the chances, so to speak. Uh, but if you're not doing nothing with it and you're just repeating the same thing when you know it's not working, um, you're not going to get anywhere. There had to be a Plan B. And we said it in the group chat yesterday during the game. You mentioned that about playing into his feet, trying to get people to run by, break the lines. Um, and, and and try that, or even just shooting for distance and taking shots at goal um, on site when 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 if, if the space was there. We saw there was a, a a moment where Vickers took a shot, and it was one of the closest with came to actually getting a shot on target um, for the duration of the game. And it's another thing that sort of draws the defence out because one of the things we're going to face a lot this season, and not just against Livingston, um, but against most of the teams that we come up against is them defending with 11 men behind the ball and patting out the box. And it's very, very difficult for any teams to break that down. We saw it, we saw it when we done it in Europe against the likes of Barcelona and more pinned back. Um, so when teams defend like that, it's, it's very, very difficult. And you're right, William, you need, you need a plan B. You can't just hope, keep doing the same well, thing. That it works. Well, that was, my, that was my point about how <clears throat> I don't think the personnel that was missing would have made a massive difference for me. Kyogo's been undoubtedly our, our biggest attacking threat, but I'm not so sure he would have made much of a difference yesterday if we are just pinging balls across that box. And the, I mean, he's five foot nothing. He's obviously scored some wonderful goals and his movement's great. But for me, if it's not working that way, you need to come through it. And Kyogo would, is, is perfect for that um, move with his movement and, and peeling off a uh, centre half. <coughs> Excuse I'm me. And, and, yeah, and, and I think a Yeti. Can do it, and I think he can hold the ball well. I just don't, I just don't understand why we didn't try. And I know Andrew's got his philosophy, and that's the way it is. But sometimes when it's not working, you need to, uh, you need to, it. you need to switch it up. And I, like I said, I, I thought that was Neil Lennon's downfall last year, and he, that was detrimental to his, his, his end, and and in the end because uh, he couldn't change it up, and it was all just same old, same old. And, and teams, it's predictable, and teams can. Teams can do you damage. I just think you need to, you need to switch it up. No, I mean you're absolutely right. And like you say, and Franny, you made a good point in the, when we were chatting about the game yesterday as well about the we need a target man. We needed somebody. If you're going to play that where you're floating balls into the box, you need somebody who a presence in the box to be able to take care of it. A yeti isn't that guy. Let's be honest. Um, and you do have players uh, that, that could do stuff like that. But I mean, we need them to sort of maintain some form of shape at the back uh, in case the day catches on the break. We can't have them just piling at the box every time uh, and leaving us even more open in the back than we would be anyway. 
Um, Franny, just come to yourself quickly. Uh, do you agree with the, the statements that William made there? And do you anything to add to that? I know, I was on the money really, Willie. Some of the wall, I can't remember, apart from the Yeti chance. I think the header as well that we had, uh, I think that might have been the Yeti, but apart from that, I don't remember as really. Well, there was one, I think it was Welsh. Was it Welsh the header? Ah, uh, uh, Welsh header. Uh, there might have been a couple of headers actually, but again. It's just, I can't remember, apart from the Yeti strike on the edge of the box, I can't remember anything really the keeper having to, but before, oh, that was a great chance. Like, I don't think we ever really cut them open a lot, which is, it's just, it's no ideal again. I thought, like when certain players are missing, it showed a lack of sorts of the depth, depth in the squad, it showed it up a wee bit. I was disappointed in the midfield three. I don't care who you're playing against. If your midfield don't turn up, you're going to struggle in any game. I don't, like McCarthy, I mean, the guy's 31 year old, he's got all the experience in the world, and I just don't think he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, really, and dictated play. Uh, Tumble again was, was disappointing, Rogic was disappointing, but. A bit of that was like what William said, but we're playing wide a lot and I don't know why we didn't just try playing it through the middle, just firing it into a yeti and yeah, I would I would like to see a target man there and Yakimakis might be that guy. I, I don't think he's solely a target man, but he's definitely I feel like his physique and stuff and what some YouTube video he, he has got that where you can maybe play off the second ball, just putting the balls into the box, but or if we are playing wide and getting crosses in, but yeah. Like I Yota wasn't like even our white boys like Yota and Abada they weren't great. There was one chance I I think it was Abada in the first half where he had a great chance just to cut it back. It just had to put it all on the ground and for some reason he played it in there and it was just gave I don't know who the, the Celtic player was, but it gave them absolutely no chance to actually get a shot off and it was, it was just our final ball was really poor. Really poor yesterday. It was our, our midfield just did not dictate the play. And their go- I mean, their goal was a really good goal, but could Welsh maybe have got across better, got across better and read it a wee bit better, possibly. But again, the boys team a really good touch and score the world. Day, so it's maybe just one of the ones that was, you, you can't really defend against. But uh, it was another disappointing performance at, at a stadium that many other managers and like well they said that better teams seem to be struggling at in a Celtic jersey. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if I mean it's been two thousand six, if it has been two thousand six, I mean, I'm not a disbelief at this. Um, two thousand six since we've actually won at Almondville. I mean, that that's that's telling. Um, well, mind there was they were they were ah they were they were for a wee while. Right, okay, it's a bit of false starting away, aye. Aye, no, since two thousand six, but at least four or five of these seasons they weren't in the league. No, but like you say, either, in either case, it's like we should be beating teams like Livingston. And no disrespect to Livingston, but I mean, we should be beating teams like that. And I mean, you just have quick, quick. At one point in this season, until they played us, uh, they've, they've had a bad start, but they're usually better than that. Let's give them no, some credit. No, and true. I mean, I will give them credit where it's due, right? Yesterday, they done what, and this is going to be teams that we play against. This is going to be their bread and butter, right? Is getting the ball at the back, um, and then hoping somebody can latch onto it. They've done that. They managed to give herself a chance, created a chance. The boy struck it, he's hit it really well. He scored the goal. And then for the duration of the game, they were just catching us on... We, we bits and bobs now and again catching us on the counter. But for the majority of the game, um, the significant bit of time wasting, which was a bit frustrating to watch. It's got to happen, but... I know. I mean, like, say, we've done it. Have we done it? See the, thing it? With that? see the thing with that as well, though? And I, I do agree with you, John. But at the same time, 
I can't tell you that was uh, that was uh, Dundee's game plan and uh, uh, Mims' game plan, and we, we but we were just more fluid, and we, and we like we're, we're going to expect every team's going to do that to us this year. But day teams, when we played them, we were just like yesterday just reminded me so much of last season. It was just yes, we've got lots of possession, but the final ball's just not there. That's we weren't as fluid as we have been. It was nothing down. Not like Levy played well. Like again, no disrespect, but we we were we were I thought we were very very poor. And just to touch a couple of things, for I totally agree with everything Franny said. And we we actually watched the game together on Sunday, mm. and we both said I turned around and said McGregor's. We were missing McGregor here today, and and Franny was bang on. He says, um, "I bet James McCarthy should be more than capable of stepping into that position and dominating that game in that midfield." And he didn't. He was really, really poor. I was really, really underwhelmed by his performance mm-hmm. on Sunday. And yeah. another thing, you're talking. See, when you're talking about this again, this target man thing, the big Greek guys there. I don't understand this. And last week was asked about him, and he said his fitness isn't quite there. He might make the game at the weekend, i.e. the Livingston game, uh, if not possibly the Thursday afterwards. So see, me and you, any of the three of us could rock up in a game and play half an hour and give her all. This guy's a professional football player. How is he not on that bench and he, he can't play at least half an hour of the game? I don't understand it. Because uh, he's no, the manager's not alluding to him being injured. Eh? He's just no, saying he's, he's not up to speed. He's never he's said he's not up to speed. speed. I don't care like, if he's up to speed. If he can sit in that six-yard box and, and hide a exactly, ball in the back no, of the net when we're crossing, get, get him on for uh, half an hour. I agree with that. Like, I, That's what I mean. It's not like he's saying he's no there an injury. It's just he's not up to speed. But I like to so put exactly. him on the bench. It's an option. Well, I think that, that that's one of the other things we need to take away for this game. Is the, And we'll, we'll get to this now. It, it's the, the lack of the depth we had. Like you said, we've got that Jaco Marcus in um, and... He was known, but he's never to be seen. He's not on the bench, and he's no, he's no starting or anything like that. Now, whatever the reason is, uh, Ange feels he's not ready. All right. So, if we take that, all we've got now at this point, with Kyogo being injured, it seems as a yeah, would they back up striker on the bench? There was nothing like that that that, that you could sort of fall back on. So, it, I mean, we don't want to start making excuses, right? Because yesterday it just wasn't good enough, and you can sit and talk about aye, but this, this, and this. We should have been beating them anyway, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you have to look at the bigger picture, right? And that was, by all accounts, not strongest team. And one of the biggest the biggest surprises was we've not seen them on the bench or anything all season. And then Bollingoli starts. Now, I know uh, Taylor's injured. Again, we don't know the extent of the shoulder injury or, 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 or what, what's going on with that. But uh, you've still got Montgomery, who's give a good account of himself in the games that he's played. Um and again, it, it, we've touched on this as well. Is it a case that Ange maybe doesn't trust him as as a defensive sort of player? He's, he sees him maybe a, a sort of left winger. Um, but in either case, it's like he, he went to opted for ball and golly on the left. I just want to touch on Bolly for the minute, William. Just come to yourself. For me, I felt ball and golly had a decent game by all accounts, um, considering he's not played in well over a year. Uh, he looked sharp. I mean, he was he was chasing the balls. I think he 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 got himself down the down the wings all right. He, he linked up quite well with Jota on overlap and everything else. And I thought he had he created some chances. Uh, and he defended relatively well. I don't I think he put a foot wrong in the night. What was your thoughts on his performance yesterday? Like Shagger, a left back. <laughs> uh, I I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't like horrified by his performance either. I thought he. Had a fairly solid game. 
But um, with regards to like defending, we we had about ninety percent possession, so I don't think there was much there. But I, I gone forward, he seemed he got up and down the line, and uh, there was one point where he sprayed a about a seventy yard pass up the left wing, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then it was what a ball it was uh, for Jota, I think it was in the left wing. So I thought he was decent, but it was nothing that blew me away. I don't know if it's maybe. Uh, because I've got this idea I'm mean, not keen on him and, and and that's nothing to do with what he what he's done uh, which is obviously public public knowledge what he was what he did uh, last season but when he first came into the club as well and he had a couple of horror shows in Europe and I've just never been a fan so but uh, yeah yesterday I thought he, he played fairly well I just I feel for um, I feel for young uh, Montgomery I think he's Solid, and I know what you're saying about he, he seems to prefer him in the left wing, which, which I don't understand. And Andrew's a better football and brain than me, but for me, he's a very, very solid uh, defensive uh, left back and get up and down that line as well. I, I would play him there. If Taylor's injured, I'd be playing him in there every game. I think he's. I don't think he's put a foot wrong. I thought he's looked very, very good in that. Uh, there must be some reason he's in and out of the squad, but um, uh, yeah, Bolly had a decent game. But for me, Montgomery should be starting every week if Taylor's not fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Like I said, I've not I've not seen anything from Montgomery myself that I would say he's he's a liability in any case at left back. Um, but like you mentioned, Andrew obviously knows better than us, and he's seen him day in day out in training. So he might be seeing stuff we obviously know. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, it, it might also just be like load management. He might just be thinking Montgomery's been known enough. Well, he's played the last yeah. couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be yeah, giving agreed. him a wee, giving him a rest. Uh, but just keeping on ball, just before we move on, Franny, what what was your opinion of he, his he, return uh, to the first team yesterday? Some of yourselves there, just never done anything amazing, never done anything bad. He kind of just got through the game, if you like, maybe a decent six, six and a half out of ten. Uh, it, was, it was a massive surprise seeing him in when you consider Scales potentially could play there and stuff, and like you've said, Montgomery, but... That's, my, that's a very good point you've made, John. It's We don't know the extent of Taylor's injury, so maybe it was a, a sort of a, a load management type thing with not playing Montgomery, just resting him a wee bit. But I don't I don't think he, he harmed uh, his chances of playing the next game ball in goalie, but equally I don't think he, he grabbed it with like both arms. If you like. But again, you could say that for nearly every player in the park. Uh, on Sunday, it was yeah. not many were, were great, so... To take ball into isolation, I thought it wasn't the worst, but wasn't the best player in the park either. It's it done done a good enough job on the day. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, like, like you said, I, for me, it, it, it wasn't a, as you guys said, it wasn't a superb performance, but he was solid enough for me. Um, but the good thing that I'm taking for it personally is it's another guy there that at least based on yesterday, he's capable of coming in and doing a job. Maybe not even for the full ninety, but even just to, as you said, just as part of rotation, as games going on. Absolutely, like mate. Mm-hmm. squad's that thin, and absolutely, if he is <laughs> fit and, and he's and we can bring him in, then a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, pick a wee bit, can No, we can't, and that's the thing. And I mean, the good news is, well, Mikey Johnson came back yesterday. Um, again, wasn't he the greatest game? Um, we, we we didn't see too much of him, but. He didn't get injured, at least during the match. So <laughs> we're hoping he manages to make <laughs> it through training before. <laughs> but 
but I, it's another player out on the left that we've got. We know Yota can now move it. To, we can, he can play out on the right. Um, so we've got somebody who can cover there. So with, with these guys starting to come back, Forrest is due to come back as well. Uh, Cal Mack, obviously he'll he'll be he'll he'll be he'll be back shortly. Um, Kyogo's due back in the next couple of weeks, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's due uh. to come back. So things will obviously start to piece back together. We'll be able to utilise these players. We've got Scales as well, who's still got a chance. You might even see him on Thursday. We'll get to that, obviously, your, your predicted lineups uh, for the League Cup game. But um, just obviously keep them on top of you. You, you mentioned 90, about 90% possession. Well, the, the, the actual stat, the, the actual possession stat was 80%. Um, so you're only far off. Uh. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, this is and this is one of the things, again, that I, I think we need to sort of discuss briefly is... This style of football, Ange right now is getting ripped rotten online. Uh, there's fans that are saying some absolutely ridiculous things, uh, and there's some obviously defending it. And we, we need to just go back a wee bit. Let's. We're only six games into the season, right? Losing three away games left uh, at the start of the season isn't great by any means. Absolutely not, and we should be doing far better than that. I'm sure. We can all agree that that's the case. But given the scale of the job that Andrews had to come into, given the absolute shambles at board level um, prior to his appointment, how late he's come in, this whole nonsense with the CEO stepping down uh, and the, the sort of the cloud that's hanging over that, um, Andrews obviously just focusing on the football side of thing. But there's obviously stuff happening behind the scenes, and whether or not that's having an effect on on, on Andrews or the players, uh, it's, it's for anybody to sort of guess. But I think it's very, very harsh for people to be calling for Angie. See this whole chat, like the 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 sort of print media, and you know how I feel about them, uh, are latching onto this now, um, and it's giving them ammo, and they're talking about uh, the honeymoon periods over. He's under fire and all the rest of it. For me, I still have absolute faith in Ange, uh, and I know once this, once these guys start coming back, that things will pick up. I've got absolute faith that. We're only six games in. See, by the end of this season, the, the league table is going to look massively different. And once we we sh- the, the again, we're still in a transitional period. We're still learning to play this style. We have defensive issues. We need to work out absolutely. But I think that will come in time. Um, just Francis, just coming to you for you sounded like you were going to say something there. Um, oh, sorry, if you I don't know, sorry, hey, mate. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen if you've seen the comments online uh, the same as me um, What uh, and, and just be open and be honest it's like I'm, we, I'm, we might not necessarily agree with you but uh-huh. do you think Ange is walking a thin line at the minute or do you do you think it's far too early and we should still be behind him oh it's way too early it's way too early come on like you said John it's six, well six games into a league campaign so obviously I had a few more competitive games in Europe but uh, I mean I agree in the sense that the honeymoon period so is done uh, but I've, I mean, I've got hundred percent faith in the guy. He's the the board delivering last season, like going away back to how long it turned up to dismiss Lennon, to then obviously appointing Postecoglou. It was ten forever, but equally that board have backed him to the tune of twenty odd million to bring in uh, the players that he what what he's he's got in it to his disposal now. But he has been unlucky with like we touched on there. Kyogo getting injured playing international football. Forrest just seems to be going through a patch where he can't get back to his fitness. The McGregor one, I mean, the guy's never missed a game in God knows how long and suddenly he gets injured. So he's he has missed key players and stuff, but no, I've, 
I'm 100% behind the guy, but he does need to take a wee bit of stick as well, just simply because it's three away games and we've lost every one. I appreciate, obviously, the Rangers game, you can go there and you you can lose. It's not, it's maybe not a surprise, if you like, but like Carts and Livingston, he should at least be winning the game. Should be winning the games considering Hearts have just came up by being promoted. But nah, I've not really paid much attention, John, to all these stupid comments about getting like Ange out or calling for his head. But Aye. it's, I mean, he, he needs to take a wee bit. He can't get a free ride all the time. But I mean, I think we're we're absolutely mental if we're we're wanting rid of him. And that's like, where do you go if, if you get rid of him? Where do you go after that? Uh, or if you're Steven, you go back to Ronnie Dyler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you're absolutely right, <laughs> Fanny. <isn't it>? Were you on mute there, William? Because that came out Oh, that's mine. I, but I mean, Franny, you're absolutely spot on because it is way too early. And, and like I said, and, and as you alluded to, it, it's only six games in this season. Uh, does he deserve a free pass? No. He obviously needs to get things right, and this comes back to this whole plan B thing. It's like, Ange can obviously see the same things we're seeing. He's clearly got a football in brain, and he knows, but he's sticking to his gun. But there's still ways you can play that style of football and still bring in players another way, try something different in terms of attack. Now, his post-match press conference, um, he did say the attacking side it wasn't good enough, and he didn't hang players out to dry, but he made he alluded to the fact that the performance wasn't good enough and I thought his post-match was perfect as well um, and it shows that he's, he is he, he, he continues to remain honest and open uh, he's, he's not trying to bullshit it he's not trying to defend the players uh, in any way uh, and they do it they, they, they would have heard him I, I fully suspect that he was probably giving them a rhythm in the dressing room um, and just letting them know it wasn't good enough uh, and it needs to be better uh, but William what, what's your take on this I mean like he says we're only three games in he's had to come in uh, for an absolute disaster. He's had to pick up the PCs. He ultimately is probably one of the biggest rebuilds and uh, as far as well, as long as we can maybe even remember. But what's your thoughts on all that, Carrion? Is it like, do you agree uh, that Andrew's walking a thin line or do you think it's way too early and these people need to chill out a bit? Aye, they need to get in the sea. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the thought of getting rid of them at the moment of time. It's, and it, it, some fans are just so fickle. These will be the guys three weeks ago that were saying giving him a give him a six year contract and all the rest of it. I think he might be a victim of his own downfall a bit, Ange, because we've the start of the season we kind of hit the ground running. It, it had a wee purple patch there where we were just absolutely smashing teams and scoring goals for fun and playing this fluid football. And but uh, we're a million miles away to where he wants us to be, and you've alluded it to it yourself there, that, like the turnover and and staff and players um, the mess that's going on uh, above him at the moment uh, it's a very difficult position to be in but he's got and I'm sure I speak for the majority of Celtic fans in, in, in saying that he's got our full backing um, he's the man to lead us uh, hopefully to, to trophies and, vict- and, more, and more and more victories uh, like we said the squad's a bit thin just now uh, hopefully once everybody's back fit uh, the style he wants to play, like it's never going to, we're never going to be smashing it every week. Um, even the best players in the world don't bring it every week. They have off games. You're absolutely uh, right. And, and that's what happened yesterday. Messi doesn't turn up every week. He has bad games as well. Uh, so 
there's uh, these this if there is, I, I'm not seeing any, but I, I, I hear what you're saying, John, and I can totally believe it that people are calling uh, for his head, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think he's done a, a remarkable job since he's came in. I think we're we're, we're ahead of where I thought we would be at this point, uh, and with the mess that went on over the tail end of last year in the summer, I thought it was going to be it's a massive rebuilding job we discussed it in the podcast for weeks and weeks. Um, it's not. It's going to be more than one window. We've always said it. Franny's always talked about it. You're never going to do all the work in one window. I mean, we signed it was the turnover. There's been a mass amount, max exodus, but there's also been a mass amount come in. You can't expect these guys just to just to gel and hit the ground running. Um, but I think that's what I think that's what these all these all this nonsense has come from is because three or four weeks ago we're were absolutely playing some of the best football I've ever seen at Celtic Park. And uh, there's always going to be bad spells, and I mean it's it's hard yeah. to say it's a bad spell, but uh, mm. these that that's what these that's what these fans uh, claim on, and it's never going to be the case. And you know what? Uh, the way every other team started this year as well, it's not it's not we've not lost massive amounts of ground. Other teams are dropping points as well. The Rangers have dropped point. They dropped points on Sunday as well. They they got beat near the start of the season of Dundee United. So. Uh. Um, I think I think the other teams are are, are are a lot closer to us than they have been in previous seasons as well. I think we will the two of us will pull away at some point, but I I don't think that uh, I think it's a lot more difficult uh, now than it has been in the past. So uh, I think he's I think he's had a remarkable start. We're all annoyed, obviously, at certain results, but like I say, we're not going to we're not going to smash every team. So. I mean, no, you're absolutely. We're not going to smash every team, um, and I just want just for context, right? Uh, you've mentioned something there perfectly. We're, we're only we're only six games into the season. We've dropped nine points in total out of the, those six, right? Now, by all accounts, it isn't good enough, and we'd expect better. But as it stands at the minute, we're still only four points off the top. Um, so, I mean, it just shows you that other teams are dropping points. It's no, and and between now and the end of the season, it's going to we're going to lose more games. It's it's going to harm. But, I mean, I think we're under no illusion that we're going to win every game for here on it. Other teams are going to lose games as well. So it's far too early to be talking about how, oh, it's an absolute nightmare and everything else. But we, all the teams in the league as well, have had a massive rebuild, as I said. Um, late manager appointment, all this other carry-on behind the scenes. So the transition's quite big, and I think we're making good progress. As, as It's no where we want to be yet. But uh, I think... And by the end of the season, this league table is going to look significantly, dramatically different, uh, and I think that we're going to be leading that. Um, personally, um, one see of the that team, that... see that starting eleven on Sunday against Livingston. What was there? Maybe two players in that team that were regulars last season. Two players in the starting eleven, maybe, maybe Welsh and Turnbull. Aye. Welsh and Turnbull, aye. 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 Rogic. There you go, aye. 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 Rogic Rogic was the nearly feature in that. This is what we're talking about. It's like massive turnover. It's a totally different team. I mean, we're only six games in. People need to no, chill. I think you're bang on while he's saying like, we're, like we are ahead of where we thought we'd have been. A few had said there was got to be that turnaround of players and we had turned in the performances at home anyway that we've turned in. You'd have been like, we'd have probably laughed you straight out the door and that. But I and think in Europe you, as well. I, Europe's been I massive can, for us this year, I think. You can see, I think what's key for it is you can see what he wants to try and do. Aye. We're heading in the right direction. Aye. There's a plan there. He just needs another plan for games against Levy. 
<laughs> I think that, uh, and I, I want to just end. Obviously, we've we've talked about the game against Livingston, and I'm sure there's other things. But firstly, the the Celtic fans that are talking the way they're talking at the minute, I, I might get myself in trouble here, but they really need to shut up. Like I'm sick of going on these forums and every every. I mean, I'm I'm started commenting on them today. I don't know why I'm getting myself involved, <laughs> but I'm I'm calling people out for their stupidity because some of the stuff they're saying just doesn't make sense. And I'm 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 sitting there and I'm thinking, are these people actually reading their, like do they read what they're posting before they post it? Like or are they just posting based on like pure emotional reaction? But they need to they need to kind of relax. I think some of them have, have been caught up this whole we've dominated for the past decade pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. and now we've hit the skids a bit uh, and they've been so used to success that they're just attacking anything and everything. Whereas for the likes of us, the older guys, the older generation, <laughs> um, we like the mid sort of nineties and watching Rangers pretty much dominating the trophy change hands in between then for, for years after that and all it's it's just mental. Uh, uh-huh. one other thing, just to sort of finalise the, the Livingston thing, I wanna give a wee shout out to my mate Cammy for work. He's a diehard Livingston man. Um and he doesn't listen to the podcast because obviously Oh he's not a shout out for then. No, listen. Uh, but he message. He decided to message me the day, uh, as I was expecting, uh, mm. to to take a wee dig and all the rest. Of it. Uh, but it was specifically he, he he's going to be listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, you dick. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'll give them credit where it's due. They they got the goal that they needed, and then they defended resolutely. They, we couldn't break them down. We struggled to try to break down eleven men behind the ball is difficult for any team as I've said, uh, no, no matter how good you are, Barcelona couldn't date against us um, we, we've used their tactics, employed their tactics in some European games as well in the past it's the way some teams play and we're going to see a lot of it now between us and the, the likes say. I mean we'll probably see it against Ross County, we're going to see it uh, against the other teams throughout the course of this season when we meet Livingston again, etc. They'll probably try the same thing. And we, we need to sort of learn or develop a way, like you said earlier, William and Francis, that we need a plan B. We need to try and find some way of breaking that down because as it stands at the minute, we've no go to it. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, one last thing, and I'm not using this as an excuse, uh, but I just want to just say this because we've got a platform now where we can vent, our, uh, vent frustrations and everything else, right? See for any top level team through SPL or anywhere really to be playing on AstroTurf. You need to get your fucking heat sorted. Like <laughs> we we we've played you've we've all played on that shite, that AstroTurf with the wee rubber pellets that get everywhere. And it's it's ridiculous to play on. It's nonsense. And these guys you, you people say Oh, but they're professionals, they're paid such amount of money, blah blah blah. They should be playing they, they should be able to play anywhere. And it's like Aye, they should be able to play anywhere, but they are professionals and they are at the highest level of their sport. They should be playing on grass. And the fact that these teams can get away with it, something should be done about that. I know that nothing ever will, and nobody in the SFA or the, whatever is going to be listening to this going, you right. <laughs> but, I mean, let's be honest, boys. If you've got any opinion on 3G, 4G, whatever, 5G, 6G pitches. Ah, it shouldn't be Premiership level, but it's there, isn't it? It's just, I, I can't, can't say that. much. I've, I play in it seven size and five sides, and I'm fucking brilliant. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like, see if you're doing seven sides, five sides, <laughs> but uh, weekend football and that for like with you and your pals, barring. But for for elite top level football, nah, it's no good enough. And did you see a forum for Celtic just yet, then, Molly? 
See if I know. See if I remove away for the other thing as well. I've got to give a shout out to the the fans. I mean, they felt three. Oh, it's, a way, it's a away game, and it was more like a home game yesterday. They felt three of the stands, and it was just brilliant to see. It's a bit shameful that Levy. Uh, I mean, you're. I mean, you're assuming did Levy allocate that to Celtic because they didn't sell tickets? Aye, they did. Aye, aye. They did it last year as well. Aye, uh, date all the time. Let's be honest. They know they've got to follow the stadium up. Aye, but then I mean, is that because they're not selling tickets? Aye. If any aye. if any Livingston fans are listening to this podcast, can you please just write in it like, why is it we are getting three first stands? Is it you you are you not selling tickets? Is that the case, or is it because you know you're definitely going to make the money by selling three stands in your stadium? Both of the statements so they're not going to sell the tickets and they can sell to go buy them or so. It's, it makes perfect sense for them to do it. Aye, as stupid as it sounds. And if they're anyway. listening, tell, go and tell the manager to stop them brown chinos. It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered you said that in the pub yesterday. 2021, man. <laughs> Still counting about chinos. <laughs> <laughs> With the waffles on. Aye. Uh, aye, but boys, let's just, we need to put that behind us now. What's done's done. Uh, looking ahead, Thursday, we've got the League Cup game uh, back at home um, to. Rafe Rovers, is it? No, you're getting me confusing me. It's, it's Rafe Rovers, isn't it? Aye, it's Rafe Rovers. I, 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 I thought I said, did I say Ross County earlier? I might have. Aye, I think I said Ross County earlier. Aye, <laughs> but Rafe Rovers, <laughs> uh, League Cup. So, a game you think we're, we should we should walk it. I fully expect teams watching the way we play football, seeing the way that we're playing football, are going to adopt this 11 men behind the ball thing. We're going to dominate line share of possession, but it's how well these teams are going to be able to defend it. Um, I, I expect, because it's a League Cup game, know that Ange doesn't care for the Cup as much as the League in Europe, but I expect we'll probably see some changes. Uh, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if Scales gets a start. Jakob Marcus as well, um, getting a start in there. Um Maybe Mikey Johnson even starting um, ahead of Yota. If Forrest's back, I don't know what the, what the issue is with him. Bolongoli. Like, I mean, there's a number of different things we can... Now that players are starting to come back for injury, where we could be. Uh, William, just coming to yourself first. What do you, what do you think... Um, firstly, just how, how do you think the game uh, this Friday is going to go? Uh, I think we'll win. But it's... Uh, with regards to the team, I haven't got a screw we do. Is, uh, I, I texted you guys in the group chat and... Sunday then I was like, I feel like there's going to be a wee surprise in here. I did not think for one second it would be Bolly at left back, but um, he's thrown a few and I think like you, it's a perfect chance for the, the, the likes of Scales and and I know it's Giacomacus, but I quite like calling him Giacomacus because that's what big Stephen calls him. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's a perfect chance for the likes of them. I, don't, I can't see us having much rotation because we've not got anything there. There's, the squad's that thin. But um, if if we play to our capabilities and it should be a comfortable win uh, and hopefully that's the case Yep, uh, what about yourself Francis? Uh, I think it won't make changes, personally I would try and keep it kind of sound just because obviously we're uh, in a rebuild I feel like I'm trying to get going I would try. I would like to, the team to be as strong as possible but I understand there's, there's that many games you've, you've got to bring bring some the French players in and it's a perfect opportunity at home to Rafe Rovers to give like the guys who have touched on scales and maybe Yaka Marcus if he's available and stuff. I think you've got to try and give like the likes of McCarthy as much game time as you can uh, over yeah. the next few weeks as well. So uh, it'll, it'll be a good run out for these guys. 
mm-hmm. hopefully. I, th- I, I mean, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Frank. You, you mentioned there that you don't think there's going to be any widespread changes because we don't have the no, depth no, for it. No, but, no, no, I'm not saying... No, I, personally, I wouldn't like to see that just to try and get some sort of stability in Continuity. the team. But I, right, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if there is, but I, I do think he'll also target the cup as well. Because the final stall before the end of the, the year and stuff, and that can just keep, kick you on for the rest of the season if you, you pick up a trophy early. Oh, doors. no, absolutely. Absolutely. That, I don't think he's going to It's a perfect on. opportunity to give guys a run out. Aye, you've got new guys, like you say, skills to bleed in. Um, if if Yakumakis has obviously got an opportunity if he's if, if Andy sees he's fit enough uh, to get a start. Um, Mikey's just back, gain him a wee run out, getting his match fitness back up to scratch. Again, McCarthy mm-hmm. continue to gain him uh, a run out, let, let him get his find his legs and everything else. Uh, so I mean it's an opportunity to bring these guys in. Um just quickly, I mean I don't think we're going to skimp on any sort of the cups at all this season. I don't think it's Andrew's going to put any of them to the, to the side or take priority one thing or another. We're going to want to go into every game to win every game, as rightly we should. Um, but after Rafe Rovers uh, on Thursday, uh, you've got Dundee United uh, Sunday, then Leverkusen the following Thursday, then Aberdeen. Uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of sort of bigger, tougher league games coming up, so to speak. Uh, and once we need to be on the ball first, so you're absolutely right, Franny. What he says, you want to have that continuity and everything else, and I can see that. Um, but if I was just to ask you, uh, what Franny, I'll just come to you first. If what's your what would your starting eleven be on uh, Thursday? Well, uh, my starting eleven would be like the strongest, but I think it'll be I think he'll keep Hart and goals, and I think he'll go with the centre pair and the Carter Vickers and well, simply I'm just assuming Starfields go to still about, but I think if Starfelt's available, you play him just to try and build that relationship in the central defence. I think Ball and Golly will probably play at left again, and I think Ralston will probably come in at right back. Uh, the midfield three, I think, will, will stay the same with McCarthy, Tumble and uh, Rogic. Uh, and then the front three, I think, will Mikey Johnson probably will come in at left. I think Ayeti will start I don't see Jakimakis coming straight in if he's available, and then it'll be a bad outright for me, I think. Yep. Um, what about yourself, William? I think he'll probably go with pretty much the exact same team, but um, I would, and, and see, to be fair, I'd probably play pretty much the same team, but at left back, I would I'd put scales in if he is fit, and if not, I would play Montgomery. Uh, but I would, I would, I would. Well, I'd be hoping that we'd be, we'd go up a couple of goals or so at half time, and then we can give the like say the Greek Greek man up front and mm-hmm. and John Mickey Johnson and that a good forty minutes or half an hour at least, and uh, and and hopefully score a couple more goals. But I don't see many changes. I don't. There's not much it can change to be fair. The squad so thin, like we've said, but uh, I, I, that's what I would go with, and I think you know, I think he'll go with a similar team as what he did on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. Uh, we have we've seen the Ange is willing to throw guys out of position in order to accommodate other players. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see um, Ralston back and you know which on the right up front. It could go anyway, really. Um, but uh, I think by and large it's going to be the same as we've seen on Sunday. Like you said, I think if if Yakumakis is free, he might start ahead of a Yeti just to get a, a Yeti rest. Um, I, I think I, I could see Bolly Golly starting, but it wouldn't surprise me if Skills does. But I think ultimately it's going to be the same team. Uh, what about result predictions? Uh, this is 
for for some games is becoming, um, or at least for me, <laughs> a, a bit of a, a bad omen. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm 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 wary even game one myself. But uh, Franny, what 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 do you think the score will be? I'm I'm got to go out there, John, and go five. Five. Aye. Uh, I was going to say five. You can still say it, John. You're allowed. <laughs> no. Last time I said, well, I, oh, I no, that, that didn't work out for us either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I said that about Livingston. And, and, well, uh, William, what about yourself? What do you think score will be, mate? Oh, we're at home, so it'll be about 17 nothing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think we'll go three or four. I'll go four. four. Um, uh, we're at home, and, and uh, saying that, that Livy game was like a home match with the fans and the support, so. But uh, I think there'll be a few goals, and, and I really, really hope we get to see a couple of new signings, even half an hour of them, uh, and and hopefully we get a few goals and get back on track again for Sunday. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I, as I said, I was going to say, I, I think it'll be five uh, myself. I'm not going to ask you for scorers because we'll be here all night. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I did want to do is just to honour sort of Henrik Larson's birthday before we start wrapping things up. Um, just... I'm not going to do a quiz or nothing like that. That's Stephen's thing. <laughs> uh, but just because it's Henrik's 50th, um, I just want you quickly, William, just come to yourself. What's your f- favourite, well, what oh, memory Jesus of Larson sticks with you? A wee curveball in, boys. What, what's your favourite memory of Henrik Larson just off the top of your head? Uh, that's far too many, man. Far too many. The obvious one's obviously the, the chip in the 6 2 game. Right, so uh, we're not like that. Because I think right. that's me. <laughs> I don't know. There's far too many. By the his performance in the UEFA Cup final was unbelievable. Oh, the tables he scored. That was a magical night. See, even though we got beat, I can remember I was in the pub for it, and uh, I mean, just like, the place was bouncing as if we won the game. And Larson's two goals and his performance was just unbelievable. He did not deserve to be in the losing side. No. Uh, but I, I like I see another one for me is was his last. I was at his last uh, game with Dundee United, and he was balling like a little baby in the park and it showed how much he meant to us and how much we meant to him and that was a big memory that stuck in my mind so I'd probably go with that Yeah, what about yourself Francis? Oh god Aye, Trump minute because like randomly like sees like sees performance in the Champions League final for Barcelona like I love that him coming Aye. in and changing the game I love that and like that's a really good memory I've got him and uh, no, just, it was, well it, it was just it was if ever there was a player that deserved it, it was Henri's comment after it says everybody spoke about me and Ronaldinho. I only seen Henrik Larson out there. It was like the guy was so so respected within his peers, but I was just oh God, there's so many memories on, but ah, uh, any goal against like even Europe and stuff, but and then like John said, Ed Wallen said the Dundee United game that was that was brilliant as well, the Seville game, but. I feel like I'm not here to try and find something, but uh, John, I can't <laughs> I think of one right now. I've got to go with the Barcelona one when he won the Champions League for them. No, that's fair enough, mate. And like you say, it was, I mean, it was a great moment for him and his, fa- his fans. Larson's uh, seen him obviously finally lifting that trophy as part of that team as well. I mean, let's be honest, that was probably one of the best Barcelona teams we'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was he played a major part in that final. Um, so I can understand why you chose that. Uh, same for you, William, that... You're right. I, I was balling. I think I'm pretty sure I had tears in my eyes uh, at the end of that game as well. When you seen his post match, uh, and we knew that that was it. it. It was a tough one to take, but it was like you could see how much it meant to him uh, and how much it meant to us. So, 
he gave us seven of the best years of his career. Um, I like half time was it against Blackburn as well, or his five and ten? He was like, first half we were shit. See, just the fact that we are so lucky. Like, I've grown up with like family members to telling me about the, the Lisbon Lions and, and mm-hmm. Jinky and, and all these unbelievable players, and like. You, you, you kind of feel a bit upset that you never got to see that in your lifetime. The fact that we got to have a player like that uh, at our club that we could worship in our lifetime, which I'm just very, very thankful. All these fans we talk about now, the, the young fans that are coming through, maybe one and everything. Yes, we have, and we've had great teams, but we've not had anybody, anyone near the club like Henrik Larsson. And I'm just very, very thankful that uh, I got to grow up uh, going to games and worshipping this the greatest player and that's ever played for our club in my generation anyway. It's just uh, very, very fortunate. Uh, some some player it was just like you say, seven of his best years we go to him and stuff and like no many guys get that respect when he leaves on a free and that but like it was just cause of what he'd done he knocked back my United and things like that. It was just Well the thing is now we've we've got we've got Ryan Christie's and that now that are uh, want to go to the Premier League and I'm not playing for this club and we had Tony Arsons who was one of he was one of the best players in the world at the time, and uh-huh. he d- didn't leave because uh, he was. Had it said. Yeah, he says he, you see interviews now, and he says, "Why would I want to leave? I'd ever and oh. ever wanted. I loved Nobody. the club. I was playing in Europe. They loved me. Why did? Why would I want to go oh. anywhere? Uh-huh. How many folk will leave Celtic and go to Barcelona then Man United <laughs> either? And you know the, the the most amazing thing about that was it was at the tail end of his career. Like it was not like he was in his prime at that point. He he was coming to the sort of latter stages of his career. He knew that he was career his career was winding down, and he had the opportunity uh, to go and play for Barcelona, which is another club that he that he sort of he obviously he likes and he's he's, he's followed it to mm-hmm. some extent. And I mean anybody would jump at that at that point oh. in your career. And then not only that, after that, to then go to Man United as well uh, and then help yeah. them win a league title. Um, I, I mean, no many players at the end of their career get to do stuff like that. And it, it just to sort of, it's testament to how good he was and how mm-hmm. well thought he was. And I think that, what you say that, William, the, for fans, that younger generation of fans that didn't see him play and, and don't understand why he's revered as much as he is, it's like you've we still got all these you've got the DVDs and all that you can go and watch and now you, you need to show people them because they, they I think don't think people understand just how good he was um, and it, I think a lot of fan people well I think most people in Scotland would agree uh, he's probably the best that they've seen as well uh, not just yes. for us but just in, in general because he was absolutely phenomenal uh, unless they're just better and <laughs> but aye, aye, aye fantastic so uh, I think that's just the perfect point to just to sort of wrap up. Sorry, well, you got to say something? Uh, no, I was just going to say not just as a player, just as a person or a, and a man mm-hmm. as well. Like like I, like I touched on there, the likes of Christie's and Edwards. Uh, Edwards Aye. got all the ability in the world, but as soon as I... And, and the clubs that come calling for Edwards are nowhere near the calibre of clubs that came calling for Henrik Larson, but Henrik Larson didn't have his head turned in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just don't get players like that anymore. Uh, it's no. easy enough when you're like, say, uh, Paul Scholes and, and all the rest of them, that's their one-man club uh, and Ryan Giggs, when you're winning everything and you're at the elite. But when you're playing for Celtic, which we, we all think is the best, the greatest club in the world, but other players, obviously there's there's uh, other major trophies that Celtic, like Champions League was never going to, he was never going to win the Champions no, no, League no. at Celtic. But 
because of the man he is and and it's obviously a family man too. He said his family was settled. Why would I want to move them away? And and it's just you, you don't you don't see that nowadays. It's and I don't think you'll ever see the likes again. Uh, so a player, unbelievable, best I've ever seen at Celtic Park. But as a person and a, a man as well, very humble. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people could. It's never really in the him. papers or that was he? Like nah. I know it's obviously different back then, but I was never really and causing grief or anything. Like, never seemed to cause any grief or that. No, no, you're right. He was a model professional, uh, and like he says, the adulation he's got and the, he's earned is well deserved. And I'm sure that many fans will be going back and looking over his career was and with Barcelona, Man United as well. Uh, but boys, thanks for for coming on. I know coming after back here, defeat like that is a serious to take. But like he says, it's still early days. We still those with common sense know we're still in a transitional period and things will get better. Um, the pieces will start to fit together so I'm pretty sure like you like me uh, you're not too worried at this stage um, but I appreciate you coming on and taking the time Well, it's good to have you back mate um, mm-hmm. Franny again um, any final parting words? Franny's on me on fucking Stephen now <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's meant to be the host <laughs> aye <laughs> oh, but I'm okay. sure Stephen's missed this because he had a lot to say in the chat Oh, okay. uh, so we're probably kicking himself that he's known the night. I, uh, I, don't, think, I, I don't think we've seen any of the things he wanted us no, to say. I know. I reckon I'd have a few arguments. I hate to get on with Stephen next because I need a few arguments. No, but uh, a final words. Just listen. I'm as excited now as I was three weeks ago when we were beating people, beating teams six 0 Like we're, we're only at the beginning of the Angira and uh, long may it continue. I think there's going to be a lot more thrashings. Yes, there's going to be more defeats, but there's going to be a lot more thrashings. There's going to be some fantastic football and show. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some silverware at the end of the season. I'm very, very excited and looking forward to the to the future and, and seeing more Ange ball. Absolutely. Here, here. here, here. Uh, and to everybody else that's listening as well, as always, uh, thanks for the support and tuning in. Uh, if you're catching this on YouTube, leave a comment. Again, we obviously we, we appreciate everything you are saying. We've got a lot of positive feedback, uh, so we appreciate it. And get involved as well. Comment on what do you think of the game? Uh, you one of the people I was talking about the talk shite on online. <laughs> like, Any Levy fans want a square go with John about the pitch? Get commenting on the YouTube <laughs> channel. Cameron, I'll see you shortly, son. Uh, <laughs> nah, but uh, uh, again, thanks, boys, uh, and to everybody again that's listening. I uh, appreciate the time and hail, hail. <laughs>